You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network. Yo. Three, two, welcome back to the show. You are now listening to Each One Teach One with Edifica. That's right. And Concept 714. Condizzle 71 Fizzle, baby. That's right. Mm. How you been? I've been all right, brother. Been busy. You know, uh-huh. uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm actually venturing into film and TV. So I've been working towards that. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a beautiful journey, finally being able to do something that it's been uh, like a dream of so mine. So now there'll be two Mexican art. It'll be you and no LG. Oh. <laughs> Getting all the parts now. Yeah. That's going to be You and Hector. Yeah. Well, uh, let me clarify. I'm not I'm going into I'm going in behind the scenes. Of course you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, not, of course not, you are. Not acting, but we'll no, see we'll see what are. happens. <laughs> Do you have any acting aspirations? Um, not necessarily. I just Have uh, you ever tried acting? Uh just in a couple of student films. Okay. Yeah. Cuz if I can brag, can I brag real quick? Yeah. Okay. I was, <clears throat> not to brag, but, but to brag, <clears throat> I was in a feature film uh, directed by my man, uh, Brandon Crawford, Okay. in Minneapolis, where I played a news anchor. Oh, word. Yeah, and I got shot in the face oh. with a lightning bolt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I got to see this film now. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you the truth. Everyone I've ever shown the film to, and Brandon, forgive me, okay, has said that my acting was the best part of the film. <laughs> Bro, Damn. and I'm on there for like three seconds. Like, <laughs> like seriously. So like, okay, so real, real quick story. So uh, I'm, I'm, rec- I'm trying to get an interview from Sway. Okay. So I, I put out this Twitter campaign, and I go, I'm going to interview Sway, except... He doesn't know that yet, okay? So retweet this so that he can, so he'll sit down with me and interview on Soundset in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm pushing that campaign. I'm pushing that campaign. I interviewed Brandon Crossan because he also directed a movie called The World Has No Idea, which is a documentary about Idea, the famous Minneapolis rapper uh, who died tragically of drug use or whatever. Um, and and uh, I guess uh, Brandon happened to be very close friends with with Idea's mom, so I interview him, and uh, the interview went fantastic. The film is amazing. If you guys have not seen it, uh, the world has no idea. is a great film. One, I think it's really one of the greatest hip hop documentaries, um, and it's going to be recognized that later when people pick up pick pick up on it. It's fantastic. So he knows that I interview him because I'm a fan of idea. I call him on the phone. We get an interview. He sees that I'm coming to Minneapolis and he goes, hey, yo, I have a part in my next movie. Are you interested? And I go, well, what's the part? And he goes, you're going to be a newscaster standing outside reporting. That's it. I said, you know what, bro? I'll try it. I'm going to shot right now, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get there. I get to Minneapolis. I fly to, you know, to uh, St. Paul. Uh, and then I get there and he gives me the script. I'm reading through it. And then there's a secondary newscaster, and he goes, newscaster number six, uh, he goes, uh, today the oil spill in South Gulf of, of, of Africa, blah, 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 
gets shot in the face with lightning. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm looking at the script, and I turn to him, I'm like, bro, I want to get shot in the face with lightning. And he goes, done. I'll switch your character. Wow. I said, let's fucking go. I want to get <laughs> shot in the face with lightning. All that is is a, is, a, is a desk covered in a green sheet with a green screen behind me, and he has a ball. And when that ball hits me in the, it's a tennis ball. Right. When that ball, he throws it. I'm to read the line, and he's gonna throw the tennis ball all, oh my. at my face. Yeah. And when that hits me, you, that's yeah. the lightning yeah. that, that happened. Okay. The, it took like six tries too. I got hit in the face. <laughs> you know he got it on the first one. He just wanted to hit. Oh you well, you, you need you need more than one take, bro. Because you know you don't know where you're at the angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I nailed it, bro. Like like I nailed it. I nailed the roll. Wait till you guys see it. Okay. Um, oh, we gotta watch. That. <laughs> I'll link the the uh, uh, the film. Yeah, please, there. please do. Okay, uh, down below, I'll link <laughs> the film. Uh, and that was an an amazing experience, right? <clears throat> that were that was open because of hip hop, right? So hip hop was able to open that other door for me, right? Or well, I'm already walking in through a strange hallway down hip hop's corridor, which is right. hip hop media. Right. So everyone's already walking in one direction. There's all the MCs and there's all the okay. Hip hop media has like this little tiny, tiny little tiny dog doggy door right. where you have to crawl through the fucking trash of all the garbage that's being put out, all the Joe Biden interviews, all the fucking blonde haired chicks who have no idea who Redman is. Like all those, ch- you know, you got to crawl through all that. Yeah. And then you make it, and then you see like statues of the great hip hop media people behind. You see Sway, which is like a ten foot statue of Jesus, just Sway <laughs> in his in all his glory, just fucking the greatest hip hop media personality ever. Word. Um, Big ups to Sway. And all those doors, all those avenues are now reachable thanks to hip hop. Right. So my ne- my next subject or the subject of this episode to me was going to be the doors that hip hop can open and how to recognize when those doors are are open. Right. You are a man who's been around long enough to let's say, you know, now you're trying out media and you're trying out visuals and you're trying out videos and filming all this stuff. Right. Does hip hop have any grounds in what you're doing now with that? Oh, absolutely. I think uh, you nailed it right there um, because, uh, you know, going back to the film thing, I actually have a, a song that's featured on, on, a, on, a, on a film as well. Um, it's a independent film, and I met the, the director in New York in one of my trips to, to perform in New York. And I went to, I attended the, um, the LAMC uh, back in 2012, and he was conducting interviews. Um, for those of you who don't know what the LAMC, it's a Latin alternative music conference. So it's a music conference. So you see a lot of artists that come all the way from, um, you know, Spain, uh, South America, you know, Mexico, and, and here in America as well, and the United States. And I met him, he heard my music, and he told me like, hey, you know, I really like what you're, you're, you're rapping about, like your style, like your flow. I have this film going on. Um, I would like a couple original songs from it. I need a remix from someone. So, because I told him I was a, a producer as well. So he's like, if you can produce a remix for this song, that would be great. And then I would like to feature one of your songs. And I actually wrote, I saw the film, um, and then um, I wrote the piece that, that he wanted. 
for the film, specifically to the film, including the the, the beat and everything. Um, and it actually ended up being in one of the kind of like a, a scene that's really crucial to the film. Because this film is about um, this artist that goes back to Guatemala after a very long time because his parents got killed when he was younger because they were speaking against the government and he happens to be a graffiti artist. So he lived in New York. He grew up in New York, but then he goes back to Guatemala. So one of my song gets played because um, in the film, they, they, they're talking about painting this mural during like a festival and it's a, it's an ongoing you know thing that they're preparing for and it's like a major deal so they talk about this preparation for this mural and such and such and it, and that happens along the film you know along with other things that are going on in the film but my song happens to play when they're painting the mural so it's like a very important piece uh, in the film and that all comes from hip-hop you know i gave somebody my music they listened to it they took an interest to it they said hey I, you know yeah, i think you would be great for this film and that was like my first, uh, you know, interaction with with uh, the media, uh, with film and TV, aside from what I wanted to do, which is, you know, perform on stage and, you know, make albums or whatever. And uh, that kind of gave me the idea to like, to be honest, I never when I first started making beats, I never thought like, oh, I could put my 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 track on a film or a commercial or something like that. But ever since that happened, I kind of kept that in the back of my head. So when I meet people, I say, hey, I'm a producer, I'm an artist, um, especially when I meet people in the in the film and TV industry. Like, hey, I, you know, I have a couple of samples I can show, I can send you. And if you need anything custom made, I can produce something for a specific scene if you tell me what the scene is about. Um, and it, it's it's opened up some uh, quite a bit of doors. And, uh, you know, that's I know that's not the, the last project I'm going to be working on. Um, and I've done other, other um, uh, music for more local stuff uh youtube channels and things like that but i've done some original um instru instrumental pieces um and yeah like i'm always down to to do something with it with the with the film and tv industry especially now that i'm working towards that um as far as like video editing and and doing things behind the scenes uh but it's all from it all stems from hip-hop man the the being able to be creative and have that outlet to be able to do it it really you know it opened up so many doors that i didn't even think i wanted to go towards but it's it's all through the through through being able to 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 have that love and passion for hip-hop when i put myself into hip-hop 100 percent you you know it, i never knew it was going to lead to that and somebody took a, a liking to it and and it worked out i can't um <clears throat> i can't speak for how an artist get an artist gets to where an artist is i can't tell you how little wayne got to be little wayne jay-z you gotta be jay-z or not i can't tell you that those they know how they the rules they broke what they didn't break what they did what they did what i can't tell you is as someone who does contribute to hip hop in whatever level it is that I am contributing, right, the best things have come when I'm contributing purely. Yeah, for sure. Those that's why I tell that's why I feel and I and I and I also so heartily believe that hip hop is the universe, just like anything, experiencing itself through the energy of the youth. Right. And it found this rhythm, this pattern that seems to work with the youth, so it keeps doing it. Right. Um, because the, when it's at its purest is when I have found that the most doors have opened. Right. It's when I'm upset or when I don't like what I'm putting out or the energy's not there and I still continue to push it through that I see. It's just, man, listen, it's not right. working out. People aren't digging it as much. As with the stuff that I genuinely liked, 
enjoy doing and enjoy putting out, that stuff seems to be responded back way more positively right. than all the negative or ill intent or whatever it is. Right. <clears throat> so what you're saying to me makes a lot of sense because, again, it's hip-hop expressing itself in another way. Right. Very much hip-hop still. Right. Um, independent, from the heart, speaking truth, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's important to point out because the, the opportunities that, that, will, that will come from hip hop are endless if you are open to them. Right. And you're also looking for them. Like, what are we doing here? So, so, so whenever I would, uh, I work, I work with Jan Baca a lot and he's putting shows together. And one of the things that I noticed is that some of the artists didn't want to sell tickets, uh, to the shows to get booked for rocking the show. So it'd be like, Oh, I'm down as long as I don't have to sell tickets. And and my number one thought is, then what are we doing here? Right. Like, selling tickets is how you gauge. And right. one one of the ways you gauge right. how you're doing. Right. Like, if you're eight years in and you're, no one's still coming to your shows, right? Take that into account. Totally. And that matters. Yeah, and I I agree with you on that. Like, I have a lot of friends that are like that are they don't like, and this is interesting, but not a lot of people that. Um, don't like the whole, you know, uh, pain, uh, you know, selling tickets for a show. But when I look back and I see the th- the things that they've accomplished with the music and stuff, they're not anywhere near the stuff. And I'm not, I hate that. I hate to compare myself to other people like success because everybody's success is different. But when I really look back at the things that we've achieved, like those people that choose not to do those kind of shows, they're at a certain level where it's still, you know, considered novice. You know, and they haven't really been, you know, to big shows or or travel or whatever. And again, this is I hate to criticize people or like or be judgmental or anything like that. But it's like, you know, if like you said, if you're in this, like, what are you in this for? Like, are you 100 percent or not? And then um, when I sell when I go to shows where I have to sell tickets, I feel confident that if I call you or if I call a friend that loves my music and supports me, I know they're going to buy a ticket. And I know I don't have to worry about selling those tickets because they're going to get sold. And that is going to put me in a, in a stage where I can perform with bigger names. Mm. And that is going to put me in a, pers- in, in, in a position where I can steal the show. And I say that like confidently and I don't, I don't mean to be cocky. Obviously, there's artists that are like, are, you know, that I have opened up that are, that are highly influential to me and that are like, you know, some of the best MCs that ever do it. But when I get that crowd in there that hasn't seen me, those that didn't buy tickets from me, uh, when I get a uh, response from them and they love my stuff and they say, yo, like, who are you? Like, that shit was tight. Like, that put me in a place to be able to get more fans. So when I perform somewhere else and people see my name, I might not even have to sell that ticket because that person might walk, might actually want to go because he saw my name, he or she saw my name on the flyer. So I could still sell the tickets to those that I know, but my name is getting spread. So next time my name is on a flyer and that person sees it, they're going to be like, whoa, like I wonder what kind of songs he's going to do that day. So that's a really interesting uh, concept to be able to like sell tickets for a show. But I can tell you and I can tell all the artists, I was ready for my stuff. I was ready to perform. I had my show ready. And being able to like sell tickets really paid off. Look, <clears throat> if hip hop is your hobby and it's something that you like to do 
and it's it's your release and it, look i'm all for it and maybe selling tickets is not your concern bro like i'm not that's not what i'm here for right i, I have the inkling i like to rap maybe local shows is where you're at cool but if that is not your case if you are trying to genuinely make a career out of hip-hop it has to start somewhere remember that so the little right. shows don't push aside those are practice right get, get a hundred of those under your belt Get, get as many, get to a point where you're you're rocking a show almost every weekend because it's just practice, you're practicing, you're nailing it, you're doing your thing. And then eventually you get good enough, Jizza comes to town, sign up to open for him. You've already practiced, you've already got it down, you're set, now you're opening with Jizza. You're not only the possibility of impressing the fans, impressing Jizza, impressing whoever everyone is there, right? right? That's the goal. Right. You have that. Don't, don't shit on those shows. I, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying don't shit, but I am saying let's take a count. Where are we at? Okay. Well, I'm rocking original mics. You know, six years now. You know, I'm not moving any merch. You know, Spotify is not kicking. You know, maybe you should take count. <laughs> Where am I doing? What's happening? Where is this account? If right. if career is your if is your goal, right? It's at a stagnate, bro. Do something, okay. If you're just here to kick off some energy, you know, okay, that's cool too. Right. But be what at the end of the game, the end of the day is what I'm saying. Be realistic with where you're heading. Right. If now refer back to our first episode, what I'm saying is now if if you're at a point where it's it's not going to recalibrate, what is happening? Right. Is the live show whack? Yeah. Is it whack? Yeah. It could be whack. Assess. Songs could be dope. Delivery performance is not there. Okay. Cool. That's that's where that's where the it's at maybe the vocals aren't coming through you know whatever it is whatever it is and that's only going to come from practice but the reality should not be avoided because it's it's not what you want to hear right be realistic with yourself in every step of the way of your career and don't be afraid to like okay readjust re, re, uh, yeah reassess reassess oh my god it's so important the worst thing you can do is think you already got it right because you don't right to think that you figured out a formula. No, 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 no. Is it working for you, bro? Are you rocking the same place over and over again six, seven years deep? Are you refusing to sell tickets because you really know you can't sell 10 tickets? If you can't move 10 tickets and you've been rapping three years, readjust. Right, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Reassess the situation. Yeah. It's, it's about being honest with yourself and honest with whatever it is, whatever goal it is that you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, whatever you're trying to accomplish. Totally. Because I know, I know some friends that just love to write, man, love to record a song, listen to it back, you know, so, do it so, again. So That's what's totally a sign cool that you're headed in the right direction, Eddie? Let's say as an artist, you know, generally speaking, what are signs that you're on the right path? That's a really interesting question because uh, as as an artist, when you write a song, when you go to the studio, when you record it and you listen to it back, um, there's a feeling of accomplishment that's mm. it's good. Once you get over that, and, and I think that's where some people kind of fail because once you get over that and you listen to your song to be more critical about what you did and to like be able to outdo that song that you did, that's when you're heading the right direction if you want to have longevity in, in, in the hip-hop, uh, uh, you know, a scene. Um, if you're listening to it and you're like, oh, cool, like, ah, that's cool, I love it, like, and you don't get, you don't really see anything that you can do better or how you can improve or 
or what you can do. So if you don't really have that passion to like outdo yourself mm. for every song, in my perspective, I think that's when you're not heading the right direction. When you're just like, okay, that sounds cool. Like I'm, you know, you have to have that mindset, you know, <laughs> like of being able to like do better next time and like create something new. Um, I think that's when you're heading the the right direction. Um, and then if you if if it is performing and you choose to perform it, um, it's, it like really see the the feedback of the people. And that's a, that's a hard one because as you're doing it, sometimes you're like, hey, people are not really engaging or whatever. Or you see that people are engaging. Um, that's c- kind of another tale. Of, like if you're heading the right way, like see how you pe- how the people react Gauge to the your audience. music. Yeah, see how the people react to your music. If if that's what you're if if you want to perform, if you want to be out there, put yourself out there, put you put your music out there your art your performance out there really see the the feedback from the audience and a lot of times you know so a lot of times you encounter heads like yourself that will like tell you like honest like yo like that was cool but like you know try this next time or you know what i mean um i've been really lucky that like i practice my ass off and stuff so i always get good good criticism and i think sometimes uh, i think for me the criticism comes from myself like i want to do better every time for it should it should definitely be but i think that's a good sign when you i think that's a good sign for everyone like if you as an artist can like listen to your music and be happy with what you did but knowing you could do better i think that's a good sign so would a bad sign be the opposite like you're not proud of what you're putting out um you're feeling almost like a chore yeah definitely because when you don't feel proud of what you're doing you're not gonna want to put it out and if that continues to happen every time you go to the studio or maybe you record at home. If every time you record at home and you're not proud of what you're doing, you're just piling up songs that you're not going to release because you're not proud of them. You don't feel like, you know, you're, you don't feel like it's good enough. Or or worse, you do release them. You no, do but put that's them okay. Out. I think releasing them is good. I think releasing if stuff... You're gonna, if you're going to take a perspective of like, how can I improve the song? Yeah. If you release them with the intent of like, all right, I'm going to make a million dollars or I'm going to make a hit track or I'm going to be... Like, bro, it doesn't... It, it rarely works out to like, okay, th- th- this is what I want to do with this song and then the song accomplishes that. That's very rare. Right. That, and that's also going to take a very versed and very trained artist that knows the type of audience, the type of song, the type of rhythm. The, like, that's, that's, that's way ahead of you. That's way ahead of you to say, with this song, I'm going to do this specifically. You don't know your songs that well yet. You don't know your, your artistry that well yet listen you're starting off you're you're rocking again you know i don't know santa Ana, fucking behind the mall wherever it is that you're rocking stop stop (laughs) be realistic and be true what is it that you're putting out why are you putting it out that that stage is when it matters when you're lady gaga and you got 200 million fans and you're rocking the stage bro that's not matter that doesn't matter that's not what you're worried about at this stage right Right here, when you're building the persona, when you're developing the Lady Gaga character, yeah. is when it matters the most. Is when the song should be hitting. Right. It's when you're at, you're a realist, you're at your rawest. It's that way you can dig up, and then you're so comfortable. You're Kobe on the on the right. court again. Oh well, cool. Now right. I know where I'm headed. Now I know where I'm going. Right. Now I know what it takes. I'm familiar with the clock. I'm familiar with the the flooring. I'm familiar. I right. understand the game on a different level. Yeah. Now you can maneuver differently. Be realistic with yourself and say. I didn't sell ten tickets. Okay, Baca wants ten. T- ba- Troops wants ten tickets from me. I can't sell two. Okay, cool. Work on that. 
Yeah. What is it on the? Sh- is it the shows you're not connecting with people? Right. Is it the very beginning? Is it the music's not connecting with people? Right. Where are we at? But don't give me this. As long as I don't have to sell shows, as long as I don't have to gauge where right. I'm at artistically, let's right. do it. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Right. I don't want to hear that. Nah. Like it all goes back. <laughs> to, it all goes back to the thing. Like yeah. Um, it all goes back to knowing that people are actually spending their time and going to a show. And you, when you go to a show, when I go to a show, when mm-hmm. I go check out a band that mm-hmm. I like, when mm-hmm. I go see mm-hmm. an artist that I like, I want to see them, you know, do their thing. I want to see them kill it. And if they're not going to, it doesn't matter if it's a, a, an artist that I've known for years or a band that I've seen for years. Mm-hmm. If they had a shitty show, I'd be like, man, cool. I don't know if I'm going to see them next time. Can we talk about shitty shows, Eddie? Sure, go for it. Talk about shitty shows. You know me, bro. Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, my 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 <laughs> my my Theo in life, my my idea, my, what I want on my tombstone is you can't take back the words you never said. Mm. So I much rather say something to you in a in the best, most respectful way that I can say it, if it needs to be said, than not say it, because that missed opportunity. Is that'll never come back. Right. So what I'm saying is, uh, I'll give you an example of a bad show. Okay. That should not have been bad, because everyone there has had like 20 years in hip hop. Okay. It this this is unforgivable. Okay. Oh shit. Rascas, <laughs> cannabis, corrupt, and uh, kill a priest. Oh. They conduct a group called the Horsemen. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So. Huge cannabis fan, huge Rascast fan. You know that. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all West. I love it, but cannabis is really like my dude, right? You know, I right. I, 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 I fuck with that. So I went to go cover the Horseman release for the last album they had, maybe like a year ago. Okay. <clears throat> and all four of them that's were a post- sick name, by the way. What? This four Horsemen. The four Horsemen. That's the name of the album. That's, that's the name sick. of the group. Uh, so uh, they were coming out. Cool. I didn't pay. <laughs> I, I'm media. I didn't right, pay. Right. The ticket's 60 bucks. Damn. Outdoor concert, stage, vendors on the side, the middle is all hip-hop heads order. Yeah. Brass Cass has been in hip-hop a very long time. Corrupt has been in hip-hop a very long time. Killer Priest has been in hip-hop a very long time. There is no reason why they should have been rapping over their vocals. Oh, my God. Here we go. There... (laughs) There is no reason why they should have been rapping their old songs on their on, new on them album pushing release. their yeah. new album. There is no reason why those tickets should have been sixty bucks. So here's the thing: <clears throat> it's a letdown, isn't it? It's a it's a not only if I let's say one thing. I'm this is my first Rascast show. I've been a huge fan of forever. Let's say it was it wasn't, but let's say it was my first show or my first Killer Pre show, whatever show. This show was bad. Uh, so that's my first take. It's already not well put together. Right. The vendor was kind of whack. The area was, it was like at a parking lot. Like it was, it was not Damn. a show that these characters should have been putting on. Right. Now I understand hip hop shows, bro. Yeah, we dirty, we grimy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not 60 bucks either. Right. Okay, yeah, so yeah. let's fucking. It's like a tw- let's, 20 bucks. Let's 30, understand yeah. what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. And what you expect quality and all that stuff. And then the vocals. We talked about this in the last episode. Yeah. Bro, the vocals is a disrespect to me, the audience. Right. It's a disrespect to you, the artist, because I'm not enjoying your shit. Right. And it displays amateurish right. across the board. 
your manager let you go up there, your sound guy push play, uh, your crew. I'm just saying, like, all these people allow you to go up there and rap over your vocals, Razkaz, over your vocals, Killer Priest. Like, Corrupt was rapping over his vocals, bro. The disrespect. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I agree with that, man. The disrespect. Yeah. The disrespect to the audience, the disrespect to the long life. Who who went to this show, Eddie? Think about that. Who are the fans of Corrupt, of Raskas, of Cannabis, and Killer Priest? These are hardcore, hardcore hip-hop, 30, 40-year-old yeah. something fans. Yes. Okay. Like the blood, the, the bread and butter of these people's uh, career. The, the fans that are out there paying said 60, 60 bucks. Yeah. Said, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, $60, I'm down. Right. Rapping over vocals. Damn. Corrupt is late. Oh shit! <laughs> they run out of merch. Like whatever it is, it's like okay. All right, you try to <laughs> you try to tell the young crowd. You try I can to see tell the you, young. This MC, affects you like so. It, it's a it, it physically affects you. It, it, okay, so uh, it's a culture. I feel you though. It's our culture. You, it's our culture that we have loved and we have worked for and we we treasure yeah. and these are the mount olympus of our culture this yeah is we we hold them to hercules and yeah, this is no whatever and they're and these are them this is Raskas. he's not a no one In the waterproof this babe. is corrupt this is not no one this these are these are mcs of established yeah, yeah. career i got records in here what are we talking about what are we doing with our time where's our career headed are we being realistic where where we are right and and do they owe something to their audience? Right. Again, the, the topic we talked last 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 week. Yeah. Um. It's hard to watch your heroes prove that they're not super. Right. Does that make sense? Totally. Let uh, down. That, I, 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 it was a little. Dis- it was disappointing, and uh, cannabis didn't show up. So. <laughs> so it was three horsemen. <laughs> The, the apocalypse will be delayed because <laughs> cannabis can't catch a flight or something, whatever it is. Oh, man. But see, like, everybody take note. You know, if you're doing this, you know, you're 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 barely starting. You got some shows and you've been doing it for a few years. Like, you know, don't let that be where you, where you want to be. You know, you want to be 100%. And if at some point, you know, you have you know these legacy artists that have been doing it and they have this like this this acolytes that they reach and and you know they're super good because you've been following them like and like do your best to practice invest some time be serious about what you're doing because you know 20 30 years down the road like what do you want your legacy to be you want every show to be like on point immaculate you want to do your best I want to give you one example of, yeah. of people that do good shows, though. Oh, I'll give you an example you of. Uh, That's why I have you here common, because bro. you're the you're the the yin to my yang. Yeah, man. I see like common. Like I, every time I see common do a live performance. Chicago. Huh? Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago yeah. Common sense, man. Common. Every time I see him do a live show, a live presentation, man, he's got energy. He's he's doing every one of his verses. Common. Huh? Even even on the and we'll talk about this too, like because even on the verses, I don't know if you've been seeing verses, but. A lot of people have been doing their vocals over the track, which at this point, I also see that as a letdown because these are artists that have made a living. They don't they don't work oh at regular they don't work a regular job. This is what they do. So when I see a versus, I expect to hear people rapping 
to their own. Well, like, these are legends going yeah, exactly. At it. People that so have been in the industry. I'll give you one that okay. uh, another great example of a great show is uh, Big Daddy Kane. You know, much respect to KRS on that versus versus battle, but like Big Daddy Kane doing every Kane single line of yeah. his. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a good show right there. And I've seen him. In, I've seen him in other live performances too, where he's just like on it. He's like saying every single word. Like that's. I respect that a lot. I'll pay a fifty, sixty dollar show to watch something like that. No, and uh, and you should because that's someone who understands. Like, hey, my name is what's carrying me at this point, right? Because right? Big Daddy Kane is not putting out. A yeah, lot of he's albums. not. Let's be realistic. He's okay. he's he has actually just a couple albums, if that. Okay, a few, a- and they're not new. Yeah, they're class. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, this is someone who who took his art form very serious and understand that what the weight that his name has carried, and that's something that I, going back to the show that Rask has to just point out one of them might have considered, might have wanted to consider. Hey, I'm Rask has. I'm not rapping over my vocals, bro. Right. I'm not doing that. Right. Hey, I'm not charging $60 when there's only three of us. True. Hey, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. things that they, oh, well, everyone wants to blame the the the, the, pro, the promoter and the people that right. put it together. And it's like, no, no. at the end of the day, the artist has should and, and have last say. Right. And especially, like, if you're an artist of that caliber, and let's just be realistic. Let's just, you know, speak in all honesty for the artists themselves, too. I mean, you know, they can speak for themselves, but we know that there's different um, situations with every single one of them. It's hard to work with artists who haven't really worked together that long that ha- because they have their families, they have they have different time schedules, they have different things. You know, that's understandable. But li- like you said, if you're Raskaz and you know your lyrics, you can always hit the DJ that's going to drop the music and be like, okay, cool. For my part, I need to have my instrumental only. I don't know what el- everybody else is doing, but make sure when it gets to my part, I just have instrumental. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. And like you hit up the person that's in charge of playing the music back, right? Could be, in this case, a DJ. Should be a DJ. Fuck, it's a hip-hop show. So it should be a DJ. You hit him up. Hey, make sure you know my thing is like this and that. So even if it's a situation where everybody else doesn't know their verse, well, guess what? I know my verse, and I'm going to give the people what they want. I'm going to give them 100%. So, hey, make sure when it's my turn, I got make sure it's the instrumental only. And then the DJ like takes care of the rest. Speaking of the verses, which is something like, like Jada Kiss did. Like, I don't care what they're doing. My set is going to be dope. And now Jada Kiss is now thought of to have one of the best verses oh, appearances. amazing, bro, yeah. Because he said... My shit is going to be dope. And it was dope. And he was up there and he was delivering and it was clear. It was Jada Kiss who has been rapping his entire life. Made it obvious that he was rapping his entire life. That's right. what I'm yeah. saying. That's 25 years of my skills and he put it out when it needed to be put out. Right, yeah. These show is when Raskaz and, and, and Killer Priest needed to put out that they are, have been around this long and they failed to do that. Right. In my humble opinion. Right, right. As a hip hop man. Right. So, um, are they realistic with themselves? And and now let me let me not to be too mean, but let me let me bring this back in. I tell <laughs> people, um, you have someone like, if you're lucky, if you're lucky in the in the, in the hip hop, you can one day maybe be like two max. If you're lucky, right? Respected. Yeah, loved. can probably get on any show in LA. Yeah, loved, legendary MC. If you're lucky, 
if you're not lucky, you could end up like Tumex. <laughs> <laughs> not super international, no big hits, local lo- local artists, whether you want to admit it or not, um, and not exactly moving the needle and not super rich and not you know very successful at it. You could you could be that if you're not careful, and this is what I mean. It sounds really mean, but Tumex is a legend, and he's respected in many circles. But at the same time, I don't want to end up living in an apartment by myself with no family, no kids, no wife, no career to really speak of when I'm 43, right? 46 when you're almost 50. That's not something you want. That's someone who's not realistic, someone who's not real with maybe where they are. They're not great at gauging it. Maybe business-wise, he's not where he needed to be. And and then you're like, oh, how can you know that? I'm telling you, because the opportunities were there. The opportunities are, I mean, look, you can go somewhere like evidence. The opposite almost of like, bro, legend. Local, yeah. Local. One of the greatest to ever do it great producer legendary artist right now you know like or you could be you could you, you could be that all i'm saying is these are people that walk the same circles the visionaries and dolly peoples they right. were roaming around the same record labels they both had the same opportunities foreseeably is all i'm right. saying is in comparison you, if you're not careful and you're not real and you're not gauging where your career is headed and you allow it to go in one direction instead of trying to propel it forward in, in, in a more positive light or in a bigger way or whatever you're gonna get stuck in a rut and you're gonna get stuck in a circle and yeah the local homies things are dope but it's not paying your bills right it's not why you got into hip-hop so being real with yourself and where you are in your career super important even at the very beginning i think maybe even more importantly in the very beginning right to recognize you're at the very beginning and you need to take that next step. Because if the familiarity that comes with rocking the same place, the same show over and over again for eight years, you, why would you move? You know, the, you know the bartender, you know who's going to come in here, you know it's going to be low, you know you don't need to worry about the performance, you don't need to be too good, you don't really need to remember your shit, or it's the same, it's the same four songs for the last six years. Right. Because why? Why, why advance? Why move? If the challenge is never there, if if I already if I'm already doing the same thing over and over again, what would make me want to 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 try a difficult path? No, I'm just gonna go with the path of least resistance and just keep rocking the same shows, and just not sell tickets and not just not move on because that's easier, right? Right? I'm not, I don't want to gauge. I don't want to be realistic with where I'm at standing. The homies still give me props, so that's cool. Right? It's not cool. It's not cool, bro. It's not cool no more. It's, it hasn't been cool for like four years. You need to get your shit together and, and be honest. Like, where am I at? If this is a career. If you're just doing it in a path's time, cool. But right. but don't come mingle over right. here. You know what I'm saying? Because right, right. motherfuckers are trying to do it for real. Yeah. <laughs> um, that That's my whole point of, of today was like gauging where you are artistically and how to know um, when you're headed in the right direction. Right. It's very easy to get lost. Totally. They're very easy to convince yourself you're doing good when you're not doing so great because everyone around you isn't doing that great either. Yeah, it's always good to, I would always recommend, you know, and, and mind you, disclosure for everybody, like we we're just talking about our perspective as fans, as, you know, part of the hip hop community. Um, so everybody's opinions and everybody's goals are different. So 
we can speculate on what everybody else wants to go. Like you just got to go with where you want to go. So that, that I think that comes back to the the artists that are like new. Like really, really think for yourself. What do I want out of this? You know, do I want to be part of the culture? And in what kind of way do I want to be part of the culture? To what extent? Mm. How much energy do I want to invest? Mm-hmm. Is my family? You know, am I taking care of my family and still being able to be part of the culture? Is my you know like the things that are important? Just think of all that stuff before you start uh, becoming and working towards being a part of the culture, especially mm-hmm. as an MC. Like, what do you want out of it? You know, I, I have a couple friends that, hey, like, you know, they hear my songs like, hey, when are we going to go record? And I'm like, well, when you're ready, like, <laughs> you know, like when you're ready. And then and then mm. months go by, months go by, and I don't see any verses. I don't mm. see anything. I put something new. Hey, man, like, when are we going to go to the studio? I'm like, well, when you have a song, like, like, would you got something right now? Let's let me hear it. Like, let's uh, go. And then, like, uh, you know, you know I, yeah, I, I exactly. can't really remember. And that's, it. Yeah. And like I said, that's down. if you want to. And I always send them the links. You know, I got the homies that got their studio like, hey, you know, you when you're ready, you know, write your song. You know, they ask me questions, too. Like, how do you do it? I'm like, yeah, I just I just put on the beat and I write. I think about something that I want to rap about and I rap about it. Uh, how, how do you know when you're ready to record? I'm like, well, my verse is good. When my verse is good, my chorus is good, and I feel 100%. You memorize the verse yeah, before and you I lay know, down? and I know I'm not going to waste the, you know, studio time, and I feel confident that I'm going to knock it out of the party. Oh. That's when I go. So you're not, you're not reading off of your phone or anything? Uh, yeah, I read off of my phone. Okay. Yeah. But you're um, familiar with what you've written But I'm familiar with what I'm saying. To... So I got my flow down. Sure. I got my. Sometimes I even record the flow, uh, a, pre- a preview of it. I record it on my phone, record the flow, see how I did it. And then I, I play it back to I get the same flow, the same cadence. I didn't know how to, uh-huh. how to feel about that until I saw Nas read from his phone as he was rapping. And then it's, oh, okay. Yeah, no. Oh, if Nas does it. No, it's you know fine. Like, I, yeah, I, sure. I would be like, that is not something that I'm blessed with. Like, my memory is not as good. Other people can memorize things quickly. For sure. Like, you know, including actors, too, when you have to oh, you, you know, have memorize to be, your yeah. script and everything. I I can I have to do it tons of times before I can memorize it. So I, I don't have that. I am I don't mind saying that. I don't have a problem saying that. Like that way now that you when you hear my songs and you hear how good they are when they come out, you know there's a lot of work behind <laughs> that. There's a lot of work behind that. Yeah. Um, so that's when I say when they say like, hey, let's go record. Like, okay, well, do you have something? Because I'm not gonna pay for you to go in the studio for you to be right in the studio or yeah. just being there. So it just it just be true to yourself. Like, what do you want out of this? You know, everybody always wants like, oh, I want to be, you know, I want this and I want that. But like, what are you willing to to give for that? Like, how much effort are you willing to 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 do to to put in for that? Um, everybody has different goals. I can tell you that myself. Um, I'm very happy where I'm at right now with the stuff that I've achieved, the places that I've been to. And it's I'm very happy to know that people are, are <laughs> actually waiting on my stuff. And then so that when I record something new and I share it, those people like are, are you know, they're happy to hear. It. They're great. To, they're, they're happy that I have something new. And when I have new projects, I'm, I, I feel really blessed that I'm in a spot where I know I can hit people up and, and they can book me for shows. Mm. And that's an amazing spot to be. So you just got to be like honest with yourself and, and see what you want out of this. 
I don't have any problem with, you know, it writing as a therapy too. Like I know people that write poetry in their books and they keep their books and stuff like that's therapy. That's getting it out. That's doing something that's, you know, uh, a betterment for you. That's fine. You know, that you can do that all day. But when you, to, to be able to travel and get booked for shows and people pay for your stay and people pay for your flights, that, that takes another kind of level of commitment. It does. And it takes them trusting you to deliver the performance that they don't have to worry about. No doubt. Like, I don't have to worry about Eddie coming through. Like, I know once he, he's booked that the stage show is going to be dope. I know the performance will be nice. Like, it's one less thing that me as a promoter I have to worry about when you book a good act. Right. You understand that? Yeah. But you have to get to that level. And you could only get to that level is, is by... What was wrong with my last performance? Right. Oh, it was this. Let me fix that. What was wrong with my last track? Oh, it was. If you say, oh, nothing, nothing was wrong, everything was dope, it's fantastic. It's the crowd that's not hip. Uh. They don't understand. It's, it's not. It's not them. It's you. Right. And being real with yourself. So, um, which brings me into my, my final topic. We're both, we're both getting up there in age. Right. Hip hop is what? 80 late 70s early 80s so it's like 40 something really like not even 50 yet right hip is not 50 years old is it i think it is is it 50 yeah. was it 70 to 73 73 ish yeah. okay debatable that's early 70s okay uh sure sure i'll give you that who, who, <laughs> who are we saying was was hip-hop in the 70s uh but the djs mostly oh okay yeah is it cool hurt man well okay but but then you can even you can even say even maybe even the 60s as in like they just wasn't called hip-hop yet like bro i'm not sure that like bob dylan wasn't rapping there's a great there's a great lyricist there's there's a great bob listen bob dylan will have the same cadence of like slug that, so so it just wasn't called rap hmm. but it, it but but right, bob right, dylan yeah. will sound just like yeah. slug as in it's not really rapping he's not really talking and he's speeding through the song keeping beat the same thing that slug would do that's what i'm saying right so so it's been the the way of it's been a minute yeah yeah okay even, even, we, even it predates the actual dj and stuff, i'm sure yeah. oh, well the way of flowing and, and 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 the way you deliver through a song the point being that it's get, we're getting older and with age comes other responsibilities besides shows and writing and all that stuff family no comes in life yo you you came in today and and i was i was cooking dinner for they, my family that's what i'm saying then you have like chubby little mexicans trying to get you to sit down all the time you're a busy man i get it i get it i understand uh but that comes also with age because it's the expression finding other ways to del deliver hip-hop that's how i see it right. is i see myself being lucky enough to have found another way to deliver hip-hop and to experience hip-hop and contribute to hip-hop um in a, in, a, in, a, in a light that very few people get to experience. And and I'm not saying it's better light or a worse light. It's a different light. So Nas will never know what it's like to interview a hip-hop artist. Mm -hmm. I'll never know what it's like to be Nas. Right. To be that legendary of an MC, right? right? I'll never know what that's like. But he will also never know what the pressure in of Conducting leading a show of yeah. an interview all it's, it's all i'm saying that's that's a perspective i want to give so so me i see it i think okay i can still contribute to hip-hop and not be rap with the minute that i stopped really rapping um or taking it serious was like once i started doing the show i started to see like oh there's people that are like they rap they really do like they're yeah. 
doing this. Like yeah. they're living yeah. off of this. Yeah. And to me, it seemed like this was a more immediate way to affect hip hop than right. to just be another MC. Right. So this seemed like another way to go around the the long line of rappers trying to get into the industry right. and go around this way because then this door. There's not that many, and if there are, they kind of suck. They're not really great at it. They haven't thought out what they really want to do, or the idea. The, the media in hip hop is really more promotional than anything. It's not right. anything you can get attached to or nothing like that, you know. So I'm thinking, cool. So then let's give hip hop, let's give the people hip hop in this way, and right. let's see in, if it resonates, and it has right. because artists. Look, look, man. There's examples now of terrible interviews with artists. It's needed. Someone that knows the industry, knows, or even just is familiar with the culture, to be asking questions of the culture. Right. You cannot have, and, and I love, I love the idea because I've seen this one time, like a nineteen-year-old blonde chick interviewing Redman and expecting that interview to be good. Right. <laughs> she does. She doesn't know who he is, bro. I promise you that she Wikipedia him on the way to the interview. Okay, these these questions that you wrote for her to say have no meaning to Redman. Redman, you cannot possibly apply this, and she cannot possibly understand who she's talking to, and that is so important when you're doing these interviews, bro. Like the magnitude of the person that you have, the vast knowledge that you can attain from this person, is gonna get lost. On someone that doesn't even understand who it is or what they've contributed or what they've done. Right. Imagine sitting with Red Man for half an hour. Oh my God. These are the things I think about. Okay? <laughs> Imagine sitting with Red Man. And then the Red Man is one of my favorite MCs. Well, and like yeah. having that, 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 that stock of knowledge and memories and hip hop and not. Taking event, not being just versed enough to just to ask him, yo, so 1998, you did blank, you did this, the deliver muddy waters, talk to me. No, no, no. Hey, uh, you know, like whatever it is that he was pushing, you know, she was kind of like, oh, she didn't wasn't really there, and she's like reading off a book, and she's like, yeah, like uh, okay, uh, and you know, <laughs> I'm like, yo, bro, this 19 year old girl is not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah talk about it baby talk about it. <laughs> it it's infuriating right it's infuriating when you see it and you're like yo listen <laughs> um there's more to hip-hop than the promotional there's more to hip-hop than the commercial there's more to hip-hop these are people these are humans these are that are living extraordinary lives these are an um, this is an amazing life that Nas has left. That imagine living that life. That is an incredible. That is a real human that you can get vast knowledge and wise wisdom from from an experience that one, less than one percent of humanity ever gets to feel. Mm. And you're gonna fucking ask him about his favorite, you know, ice cream color or whatever it is <laughs> that you're asking him on Vice. Like, <laughs> it's infuriating. It's frustrating. You know, right. as someone who kind of like does know and does realize like the opportunity you're missing man right. you're speaking to a fucking legend ask him something right <laughs> <laughs> um hip-hop has opened different avenues different ways of expressing itself and it's up to you to really stay consistent and up to it if you're gonna be an active contributor mm. if you're gonna paint yourself as eddie fica 
And you're going to paint yourself as DJ Kaboom. You're going to paint yourself as Concept. Okay. So now that you've gained these followers, these, these people, you owe them the next episode, the next song, the next one. If not, cool. But make that obvious. Like, don't keep us waiting. Don't keep us in suspense. Like, are you here to rap or are you not? <laughs> are you here to contribute or are you not? Let us know. Right, right. Because an album every five years, or, or it, that just shows almost content to your audience. Like, fuck, I, gotta, I guess I'll put out another album let me just put something together toss right. it out and then you know dre drops whatever it is he dropped instead of the detox right it's like <laughs> what was it called compton or whatever compton. just like the songs he had in his fucking he put it to, you could tell there was nothing behind it you, that's why you haven't you didn't hear anything about it right who give a shit no one it wasn't a good album you know then you can feel it or then you have him drop chronic or chronic 2001 our fucking legendary albums you know you can sense the energy, the love, the the work, right. the ethic, the energy he put behind it. Uh, being realistic with yourself and where you are so that you're able to deliver the best art that you can deliver. Yeah. Right? That's right. That's what it comes down to. Yes, sir. How has your last two weeks been? The last two weeks? Yeah, last two weeks. Um, they've been good, man. Like I July said. July is done. Yeah. We're done with July. Yeah. It's August now. Moving on. Um, like I said, uh creatively i'm in a good place although i'm kind of shifting a little bit towards you know like i said film and tv um i am working on a a, a documentary right now uh, i'm working on a documentary that's going to be uh about family re reunification mm -hmm. so i'm working with uh, going to be featuring this nonprofit who um helps uh parents in mexico people that are f old, uh, 50 and older that are gonna that have been um haven't seen their family in over you know 19 20 years 25 years uh people that migrated to the united states who uh don't have so who are undocumented and can can visit their families so it's a total entire they just basically help with the legal process and they make sure that it goes through so that other people the parents in mexico can get their visa and they can finally meet i got a chance to actually witness one of the um one of the 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 the, the reunification days um they had a family at a, at a hall just waiting for their parents to come from lax um and then bring them over and then start uh, uh, basically reuniting one family at a time man extremely emotional especially for me as you know i i'm, un I'm undocumented i'm a daca recipient but i i i kind of went i kind of had to go through that when my mom was here when she when she came over here when i was younger and we hadn't seen each other in four years so as a kid that that was really tough and and for me to witness people that haven't seen their parents in over like 20 years was really emotional so within the film and tv um things that i want to accomplish I'm, I'm working on a documentary towards that so you guys will be able to see that um and uh, music wise uh been working on beats uh and then just really other than that man i just been really enjoying my family time man. i have a daughter she's about to be uh two months uh two months uh two years this month august 28 she turns to a uh, uh, two years old and it's just been such a beautiful journey um it's so incredible man like you know it as a father it's just uh, it's just a beautiful gift and especially for me i grew up without a dad so in a way like just to be able to provide that security that 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 uh 
that 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 hand you know because my daughter reaches for my hand a lot she's like let's you know papa ven acá and then she like pulls me everywhere so just to be able to it's such an emotion that's really hard to to describe really it's just i it really is just a beautiful gift and i'm just so blessed with that and and believe it or not i i've put a lot of my my stuff kind of like on the side uh, you know for that and it's just because i can't i can't take this time for granted i know she's going to be you know five six seven and later on and she's not going to want to hold daddy's hand anymore so i really have been soaking it in um but it's been you know too it's been great um, just working for uh, just waiting for uh to get back to to school to occ when the fall starts got my full line uh of classes and just ready to knock every project out of the park and you know, being able to use my full creativity to um, to put it to good use, man. <clears throat> what do you want to pass down to her? Like, what would you like her to remember daddy by? Um, I just want her to know that I was there for everything, you know. Um, right now, because of my my the path that I chose with the music and, you know, more 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 so like the DJ uh, business side of, of what I do, you know, professional DJ business, um, you know, audio and emceeing and and just providing that service um i'm i'm able to work uh maybe maybe like a couple of days a week and be able to still make a living uh and be able to spend a lot of time with her i just want her to remember that i want her to remember all the time that i spend with her quality time too you know and i just not just like she has she doesn't even know a lot of kids her age already have like a ipad or something and you know i do play i do play you know movies for her and, and stuff like that but i watch them with her and i explain like oh this is what they're doing like oh look at that that's crazy like look at what he did and you know stuff like that so just i just want her to know the the quality time that i spend with her and and just the type of care that i provide for her and just 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 to know that that i love her that i love her a lot and i just i think that's what i want her to know like i still provide for her all, everything you know I, I give her like surprises every other day i'm like she already knows that she's like sorpresa because every time i get i get her something new like sorpresa so she she knows i can provide but i just want her to know that the, the, the time that i give her is like important there's something about being a girl dad that here so i'll give you a, a quick quick story so like when my wife was pregnant i would fiend for french toasts mm. i would smell french toast everywhere <laughs> seriously bro and i had to pull over one time driving home from work because the like the <laughs> you got the smell and, I, and it was that bad i was looking and it was like a specific brand of chips right right so then i started to like in, I, I said you know what i want to know why men suffer from whatever the content they call like phantom urges or whatever it is sympathy pains yeah it's called sympathy pains sometimes men will even feel pain in their stomach or their backs when their wife is pregnant yeah and i'm I'm looking into that because it's very interesting to me and i wanted to see what was nature's rationale behind that (laughs) and it's 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 to it's to make the father more sympathetic to the mom's cause and therefore more attached to the little kid because you're going through the same things together so it's nature's way right it's it's it's, it's our body's way as men to soften you up for the baby that's coming along right that makes sense so that, i guess that's what the book said the book said it was a way for you for like men to be more emotionally softened up to deal with babies because babies are going to do things they're going to they're going to break things and you are supposed to tolerate 
all this stuff, right? Right. <laughs> and that can only come from a softening of your stance of like certain things. Uh, as a girl dad, it is different dealing with, I would say, than a boy, than a girl. There's a certain, you treat them different. There's a softness that I think you uh, afford girls that you usually don't even, maybe don't even want to translate down to a boy. That softness, that extra caring that I think maybe a boy doesn't need as much of. And you probably don't want to, you want you want the boy to be a little more tougher is what I'm saying. And maybe that extra, I'm not saying don't hug him on, but to a, a little girl and also as a big man, you know, yeah. a little a little female creature, like you feel almost a responsibility, you know what I'm saying, to watch them and take care of them because they're so uh, defenseless. They're so little, you know what I'm saying? They, can, You know that? And they completely 100% rely on you. And that's a big responsibility for me. It was like thinking to myself, like holding the little creature and thinking like, oh, hey, right. oh, I'm, I'm trusting you with my life. And now you're like, oh, that's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> and I, uh, like sweating. And now you got to figure it out. Yeah. You know, but um, I think <laughs> the best thing we can do for our children, um, it really is to, to just be present. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, what is it? A great saying that like 90% of being a good dad, it's just being there. Yeah. Just showing up. The, uh, the kids don't care about what you're doing with them just as long yeah. as you're doing it with them. Right. That right there is a lesson for them. Right. Like, listen, your dad is going to be here no matter if we're, yeah. uh, no matter if we're drawing, no matter if we're cleaning the house, no matter if, if, you know, dad will always be around. And right. that's kind of something you want to embed into them, you know? No, totally. I agree. I mean, that's, uh, like I grew up with with sisters too, so like I think I, I've just been having my I haven't been I have never had an issue with showing my my sensitive side or my femininity and you know that 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 scale for me I feel like it's always been pretty balanced. So like uh, having a little one, a little girl, has just been a, a, such a blessing and and yeah, it is. I th- I feel like it probably would be. Um, I don't think I would be completely different if I had a boy. I think I would you know hug him and. And just like show them as much love as I show her, but it's definitely something special about having a little girl. So I just been really blessed. And she's in here right now. That's why you you heard me kind of like laughing, doing funny yeah. funny sounds. But she's definitely been like uh, you know I I bought her a drum kit, so she she's already kind of playing you know kind of just banging, not really playing anything much. Um, she's very interested on the on the mechanics of things. So we we play the turntables. She's very curious. Yeah, huh? she's very curious. Awesome. So we play the turntables. Um and just we just really have a lot of fun. So sometimes well, I'll what's be, her DJ name? Uh, she oh um, she don't have a DJ name. You gotta yeah. get her one. Yeah. ¿Cómo te vas a llamar? ¿Tú quieres un nombre para para cuando toques la música? ¿Cómo te quieres llamar? Bebe Aria. <laughs> little <laughs> yeah, Aria. She, yeah, she has a little like she has a little step that we have, so I put it here. Yeah. And and just she like on the ones and twos, and bro. Yeah. She, she sometimes gets in here where I'm producing, and she will sit on my lap and Co-produced. just play. Yeah, just play. Produced by and play some keys and stuff. And and uh, Aria on the beat. Yeah, and I just been like really sharing my love with music for her, and she's very musical too. She like already can tell it's names blood, of man. name of songs, and she'll remember like names of bands. Like when she hears a song, she's like, "Oh, that's." So can and she so. keep tempo? Yeah, she can keep no pretty way. good with tempo. Yeah. Yo. Yo. And Yo. she got moves, bro. Breakdance, baby. Oh, breakdance. Get out of here, bro. Look at that headspin. Breakdance, breakdance. You ready for the headspin? You're not ready. Look, look. Breakdance. Scissor Damn, kicks. she hit you with the flares. Scissor kicks. Scissor kicks. Breakdance, breakdance. 
nah she's really like yeah. i just share my and i think that's that's definitely when my when my wife was pregnant i we would i would talk to her sing to her play music for her and uh and all that stuff and 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 you know um just talk to her really when she went when my, my wife was pregnant and i think that that all kind of stuck with her so she's very musical and she just we just have such a great time together and, and, and we'll leave, we'll leave yeah. it at this Whoa. but you know wu-tang Whoa. is for the children that's right because hip-hop is for the youth that's you right know what i'm saying so uh eddie thank you again man for uh casa de eddie Shall we yeah no doubt brother yeah man I, I love the energy here we always have a good time so uh tell a friend Go ahead and retweet this, repost this uh, episode. It's this is this was more personal, um, which is good. Yeah, I wanted them to kind of understand where we're coming from and, and know that we have nothing but the best intentions when we're giving you this advice and and these stories that we're we're trying to relate to you. We're just uh, you know we're just two men and down hip the <laughs> walking down the hip hop corridor trying to figure it out as we go along. Um, but that doesn't mean that you have to walk blindly through it. There are people that are ahead of you and they understand um, what it takes to be successful and you should kindly, uh, kindly pay attention to what they're saying. You know, the, the distribution of knowledge is there. It's up to you to soak it up. So each one teach one and we're all a lot better for it. What do you got to say, Aria? I agree. The closer. Each one teach one. Catch y'all next week. Peace. Peace. That's her playing the drums, by the way. Yeah.